Puck comes to the right side, half wall. so there, opens up, he shoots, score! William Carlson tipped it home. 3-0 Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Ducks back in. Vitrano put it on goal. Save Thompson. He sprawls and gets the rebound too. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team. Exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... We got front runners in the house. So we are talking to the Vegas Golden Knights for the next couple of hours, uh, as well as some interesting happenings in and around the National Hockey League. The Golden Knights first place overall in the NHL. 11-2 and start going into tomorrow night's date against the Toronto Maple Leafs, wrapping up the road trip on Thursday. A couple more games on this junket, and then it's back home to celebrate on Saturday against the St. Louis Blues. What have you thought? They have not lost since the last time we talked. We have not lost a game <laughs> since the phone lines were last opened at 702-876-1340. So uh, everybody's got to be in a great mood as we go straight out to the phone lines. And this has to be Mike leading us off. Yes. What an exciting time to be a Knights fan. Holy cow. I, I do have to have one downer, though. D- did you know Peter McDab well? Uh, I have uh, had the chance to meet Peter on several occasions, and uh, a wonderful guy. Uh, just uh, just cool conversations that Peter and I would have uh, when we would uh, interact uh, through the course of, uh, of the media rooms. So, a wonderful pre- person. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Well, at any rate, on the, to the good news. Now, this is something that I told Ryan the other night about how I'm a chairman about the third practice. Of the uh, of of the coach of the coach uh, Cassidy fan club, I just think he is the best acquisition we've ever made. And here's the thing I don't understand, and maybe you can enlighten me because I've been a sports fan for over sixty years. And you know, I see people sometimes. I see people like Greg Popovich and Jerry Sloan and Mike Tomlin. They're hybrids. They're left alone to have bad seasons. But in every other occasion, in every other sport, why do general managers give coaches such short leashes? Because general managers are under an enormous amount of pressure, too. Yeah, they are. That, that That's the, the start, end, and if you want to go back and circle around, that's the middle as well. That GM's uh, under a ton of pressure because... Their owner is saying to them, what are you going to do about this? We just had a stumbling, uh, stumbling performance this season. Uh, you better fix this. So that, that, that's exactly why. But, uh, of course, it is the reason why. But there are exceptions, as I mentioned earlier. But when a guy wins 50 games for an outstanding team, why does he get fired? Well, the situation in Boston was a shelf life, to be quite honest. It was that uh, they had a new crop of players coming up uh, of the younger variety, and one of those players had asked for a trade because he didn't necessarily see eye-to-eye with Bruce, and there was a, a, a thinking being, we'll change 
the message with the coach because we really want to keep the player and these other players uh, happy. That that's what it was. If if Bruce Cassidy was a first year coach with the Boston Bruins, everything would be hunky dory right now, Mike. You're right, of course. It's and, and it's just so great to have him. Yeah. I just when you watch him in practice and you watch the team in practice, it's such an energy now that we've never had before. Hey, they're saying the same thing across the National Hockey League. A lot of these coaches are having great seasons their first time around with their clubs, and they're saying, we're so lucky to have this guy, and we are at the front of the line of that uh, with Bruce Cassidy being able to say that. When the Boston Bruins come here, I can't uh, remember the date, they, they should get a standing ovation in their, the introduction of their, their starting lineup because, because of them, Vegas got Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, and Barry Trotz isn't even in the league, so nope. imagine what he'll do for somebody. He's working on that. He's dropping hints. Yeah. He may not do a podcast for the next uh, <laughs> couple of months, but, but but he's working on that. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, always great to hear from you. Love it the way Mike uh, opens us up. 702-876-1340. Give us a call. The first segment, Every Monday Belongs to You. So you want to talk about what's impressed you the most? Fourth line was the best line the other night. Uh, we were working on a nickname for them. I'm going to bring that to you. Uh, Darren Elliott's all over it uh, with oh, them. But they, but they were they were not the fourth line the other night. They were the number one line uh, the other night. So impressed by them. Uh, do you love the way the defensemen are starting to light the lamp with Hag and White Cloud the last couple of games? Uh, or is it the power play, which was so dominant against the Montreal Canadiens uh, as we go back just uh, one game into the past? Seven Welcome to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Doing great. Good. So um, now I kind of feel like I'm just going to repeat everything you just said. But my, my main thing that I've seen over the last couple games is that scoring coming from multiple places. Defensemen are scoring. I know I said in the post game, the last game, two defensemen scored. And it wasn't. It was two defensemen with multiple, with plus like four yeah. on their stat, which is amazing to see um, third, third time ever by the way it's happened where uh, a defensive oh, wow. pairing on the vegas golden knights have both been plus four in a game that's i mean that's awesome I, 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 you love to hear stuff like that it, it's great to see you know some of our younger defensemen really pulling stats like that um it, it's just i like you said it, it, it's awesome to see the knights are able to go out there and win in different ways because we've had you know, close scoring games, low scoring games that go to overtime, high scoring games, these last couple of games on both sides. Um, it's just been good to see that no matter what direction the game is heading, the team seems to be able to adapt to it in real time when they need to, not, you know, we're going to do this next game. They're doing it in the moment. It's getting done. The players are doing it. Bruce Cassidy on the bench is out there, you know, doing what he needs to do as a head coach to have a successful team. And I'm loving it. Yeah, I love the way you, you uh, summed that up. The idea that the Golden Knights can win a 2-1 game. They can win a one nothing game, which they have. Or they can go out and light it up and, and take it 6-4. Uh, any style you want to play, they can be successful in that. And not every team can do that. There's some clubs that would love to lock it down and win a low-scoring game, but they're not going to be able to throw five on the board and be able to compete if it gets wide open. No chance of that, or vice versa, uh, Ryan. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, what the Golden Knights are showing right now is that wherever the game takes them, 
they're able to adapt and overcome. And I think that that's the sign of a really good team early on this year is that if they need to score a lot of goals to win a game, they're able to do that. If they can lock things down defensively and not give anything, then they're going to be able to do that too. And they're comfortable in all those different settings. And I think that that's going to be a really important defining factor for this Golden Knights team over the course of 82 games. What's made you happiest about your VGK, who are 11-2 and on top of the National Hockey League, on top of the Western Conference, leading the Pacific Division? Give us your thoughts at 702-876-1340. 876-1340, a line is open right now. Is it the goaltending, which you've got one netminder who hasn't lost yet, off to a career start in <laughs> Aiden Hill, and the other guy has put himself in a position for the Calder Trophy conversation in the first quarter of the season in Logan Thompson. Uh, the blue line, uh, you're, you're looking at um, a guy like Alex Petrangelo. Boy, did he take a hit and... Uh, Josh Anderson did deserve that uh, two-game suspension. He's not a dirty guy, uh, yeah. but but boy, was that was that out of character by him, and it was scary. But uh, uh, Petrangelo uh, throwing up a, a lot of points. You've got. Uh, Shea Theodore uh, throwing pucks in the net and Haig and White Cloud being that top uh, third pairing in the National Hockey League. And the the power play, I'm encouraged by it from what I saw against Montreal the other night. Uh, scored a goal, but that number one unit did everything you could but score a goal. Yeah, I, I think the Golden Knights power play is, is starting to become what you know you you had hoped it would be when Bruce Cassidy was hired and when you go into this season, that it can be a difference maker for you. It can buoy you in situations where uh, you want the power play to take some pressure off. I mean, the Golden Knights have scored 10 power play goals and we're, we're just 13 games into the season. Uh, they didn't get their first power play goal last year until game number 22. So when you kind of compare it to what the Golden Knights were getting out of their power play last year. It's certainly been more consistently on the board for them early this year, but I think to your point, Darren, uh, the top unit has been moving the puck around. They have been creating really dangerous looks inside, and I think the more and more comfortable Jack Eichel gets on the other side, and the more and more looks they get, the more of a weapon this power play is going to be for this team. Seven-game winning streak. You've got eleven and two start to the season, three and zero on the current five game road trip. There's a lot to unpack there. Three and zero on the five game road trip is beyond what you would expect going out on the road to, to the other side of the conference divide of the National Hockey League. Eleven and two, you may never see again, quite honestly. And a seven game <laughs> winning streak comes around once every couple of years, and it's all happening right now what impresses you the most before we go back to the phones so for me i think that i'm kind of on board with stephanie right like this is a team that's been able to win in a lot of different ways and you you kind of just look at this seven game win streak for the golden knights uh to figure that out you've got you know, a dominant performance over the Anaheim Ducks. You've got a, a solid performance over the Toronto Maple Leafs, a, a grinder of a game against Winnipeg where the Golden Knights were dominating, but Connor Hellebuck was out of this world. And then you've got a couple of games in overtime where you, you, had to, you didn't have a lead and the Golden Knights were able to find points there. The fact that they're able to win in so many different ways 
to me is the biggest story so far this season. They've had they've had really good stretches where they've been solid and so good defensively. And then like the last couple of games against Ottawa against Montreal, two teams that that want to try to score and 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 turn it into a bit of a track meet, the Golden Knights found their scoring touch to the tune of 11 goals in two games. That that is impressive that they're able to find those different ways to win. Are you surprised at 11 and 2? Yeah. I mean, yes, I, I, I am. I, I, like you said, right? Like 11 and two, you might never see again, right? Like it, you might never get this type of record, this type of performance through 13 games from this team ever again. And, and it is surprising that they've been able to do it. But, you know, you even factor in the two losses that they had. They were one goal games against Calgary and in, in Colorado. And, you know, in both instances had opportunities to, to pull points out of those games. So, um, it's an impressive start, for Golden Knights. Regardless of of you know any any thoughts that you had prior to the season, you have a team go eleven and two, and they do it in this fashion. It's going to raise some eyebrows for sure. If you factor in new coach, eleven and two, mm-hmm. that's surprising. A team that uh, had yeah. to adopt uh, multiple different systems to play under. Most importantly, the focus was on the defensive side of it. Making that happen, wow. Adopting the system to being successful, that's impressive. That's surprising. The goaltenders, not a lot was expected of them, or we didn't know what to expect of Logan Thompson or Aiden Hill. To go 11-2, and two, that's surprising. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not surprised. 11-2, and two, not really? in the slightest. Because this is what I expected last year. If you go back one year, yeah, and you think... The Vegas Golden Knights were going to start 11 and 2. Would you have been blown away? I would not have because of the expectations and talent of that team. They didn't get a chance because they were beat up out of the gate. They're healthy this year. The goaltenders are making saves, and the teams adopted the systems. I'll give you that. That's ahead of schedule. But to be 11 and 2 with that group, which is with some tweaks, Hall of Famer uh, in, uh, a great talent in Max Pacioretty out, uh, like there's some some flips there. Uh, 11 and 2, not surprising if you go back one season ago. Yeah, I mean, I I get what you're saying. I, I still think, like, even last year, right, if, if the Golden Knights were healthy going into the season, if the Golden Knights didn't have the injury issues that they, that they dealt with, I, I just... 11 wins over 13 games is an incredibly difficult feat. Exactly. You're going to have Absolutely. some stumbles. You're going to stub your toe every now and again. And so I, while, while I, I share the same sentiment, last year I thought the Golden Knights, if, if they were healthy, were going to be the best team in the Pacific Division and, and toe-to-toe with the, uh, uh, with the Colorado Avalanche for best team in the West. Uh, that's what I firmly believed, mm-hmm. and you know there were enough changes between that team last year and this team this year that I wanted to see where the Golden Knights were 15, 20 games into the year. Right now, they've blown away my expectations for them. The they, record they have, they have taken those expectations and, and and just hit them out of hit them out of the park. The record is not surprising. It's the fact that they're doing it after missing the playoffs that makes it even yeah. more explosive and eye-opening. Let's go back to the phones. Pete, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Sorry for making you wait, pal. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I just got a couple comments. Um, one is I think that whether it's like four-checking or back, 
if they have an issue in one game where it's not up to par, they correct it between games. I, I've if they, if nothing's lingering where oh man we're struggling. We we got to do something. They fix things. And then the other is I think everybody on this team is contributing. It's not like well we need him to come out and he got to have a good game for it. Everybody's contributing. What I appreciate is, your time, guys. Before are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, when you say everybody's contributing, give me a couple of examples of that. Goaltending, not just one, two, the defensemen. Every, people are scoring that normally doesn't not strike you as getting that many points per se in the short amount of time that they've played. Uh, they've adapted to his system so far very well. I'm surprised that it hasn't taken longer. I'm sure that he doesn't have his whole system implemented yet, but I'm surprised that they've done what they've done in such a limited time, per se, than over a whole season of how they caught on. Yeah, they've been sharper. I really appreciate it, uh, Pete. Uh, make sure you call back again. Back to the phone lines. Lou, you are on the VGK Insider Show. Long time, no talk. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, gentlemen. How are you? We are rocking and rolling, pal. 11-2. and two. Life cannot get much better than this. Hey, Darren, you and I are 100% on the same page. As a matter of fact, I almost called called in the post-game show a couple a couple games ago when uh, when Ryan kind of posed the question regarding how you feel about the team's record when they were 10 and 2 at the time. Um, if this had if this had been the start of last season, nobody would have been surprised, and the only surprise right now is because they missed the playoffs even yep. given the circumstances under which that happened. The rest of the hockey world it is like, oh, wow, look at where did Vegas come from? Well, they came from exactly where they would have been last year without all the injuries. That's it. it, it it's a rewind, and they are 100% um, as good as they're playing. I'm actually a little more disappointed with the two losses than I am surprised by the record. <laughs> well, the, the two losses were against good teams. That That's the great part about it is you were right there with a couple of teams, and that was sort of right in the middle of – I think the transition of it all clicking in on the defensive side, like the Calgary game, that was a dominant performance by the Flames, and Vegas got some great goaltending to stay in that thing. Uh, the the Colorado game a little more balanced, but since then it, it was like everything just fell into place after that. But to lose to two good teams, I consider a, a real positive uh, that you could be even better than the eleven two. I'm not going to get greedy here. Lou, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not that guy. I would like to. I'd like to have more money out in me, and you know that's just how it is. I, I know. I, I I always like more money in my pocket, but I'm not going to start uh, swiping it and and potentially uh, go to the clink on it. But I, I do. I, I am impressed that their only two losses were against really good teams instead of uh, clubs that are on the rebuild or are in the middle of the pack. And, and you know the the. To the last gentleman's point, um, I, I think as Cassidy gets his systems completely installed, as the team gets even more used to him, I mean, it's only been 13 games, that they're going to win those games. Hell, after the All-Star break, they may just run the table. I don't know. Well, I'll take that. <laughs> hey, there's nothing I would like more than to be bored going into every game going, how much are they going to win by now? And it was like that a couple of years ago. It was. Uh, Lou, yeah. thank you. Uh, you're awesome. I uh, hope you're well, pal. Uh, Papa Lou on the VGK Insider Show, one of our greats uh, on the program. 
11 and 2 and you lost uh, to the team that uh, won the division last year and the other team was the Stanley Cup champions not a bad record it it all it almost helps elevate your power ranking even more mm-hmm. yeah you're yeah you're 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 right there Darren I Listen, again, the Calgary Flames, they, they played a great game where I think the Golden Knights were just not as dialed in, certainly, as they are right now. And then against Colorado, it was a it was a Colorado game that was back and forth like we've seen many times between them and the Vegas Golden Knights. And you had uh, a player in Val Nechuskin make an all-world play, and that was really kind of the difference in that game. But, you know, for the Golden Knights, they've been in every single game. And I think that's really the, the most important thing when you, when you factor in all of this stuff is that you've installed a new system, you've got a new coach you've got players that are playing together uh, really for the first time since you know either being traded for in the case of Jack Eichel uh, or Mark Stone who kind of battled his health issues all season last year and what you're finding is that even in those games where the Golden Knights maybe don't have their best stuff they're in their games they're they're right there with with an opportunity to pull points or find ways to win those games and you know there's only been two setbacks so far this season but every time the Golden Knights have had a setback this year They've learned from it, they've grown from it, and they've corrected the issues that they had going into the next game. That's been impressive as well. Peter and Shaylin, hang on the phone line. Uh, we'll get to you as soon as we can. 702-876-1340. Uh, one line is open right now. I want to address the goals against the last two games and why it's not as mm-hmm. big of a deal as it looks because it hadn't happened before the game against the Ottawa Senators, where they'd uh, allowed more than three goals. Ottawa and Montreal are very similar in where they are. Ottawa, you'd say, is slightly ahead in the rebuild, but where they're alike is they're young and they're skilled and they all want their cookies and they're all happy to be in the National Hockey League. (laughs) Whether they're down 2-1, they're up 4-1, or they're trailing in a game 6-2. They want their cookies, and they're having the time of their lives, and they're not going to fold just to save it for two nights later. They're not at that stage yet. So that's why when you get up in a game like they did against Ottawa and there's some noise and some pushback is because the kids haven't adopted to the professional game. And and a lot of times teams will expect the other club to pack in. No, they they kept on going, and they they were full value for that. That pushback, uh, the Ottawa Senators. Same with the other night. There is no quit in that because they all want to score. They they know what it is. It's yeah. Saturday night in Montreal. They're trying to impress uh, uh, everybody. There's 21,000 people in the stands. Uh, Slavkovsky's not going to quit, even though he took a puck off the inside of the knee and got stripped of the puck by Jack yeah. Eichel early in the game. He can still make it a successful night because he can score a goal. Uh, same with uh, with Nick mm-hmm. or uh, Cole. Or like th- It's not going to quit. So... Uh, I, I wouldn't consider that the norm. Even though they happen in back-to-back games, those teams are so very, very similar that I, I think it's just call it a one-off with a package deal is the way I best describe it. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that either. I, I think uh, you know one of the things that that we kind of keep coming back to when we talk about Ottawa, when we talk about Montreal, uh, we're not 
highlighting their defense. We're not highlighting their goaltending. What we're highlighting with those two teams is the the skill that they have up front. And when you've got that and the game feels like it might be getting away from you, uh, you just you just kind of open things up a little bit more. And, I, you know, it, for, for me, though, against Montreal, that game did not feel as precarious as the one against the Ottawa Senators. And I think if there's something to take from that, it's that the Golden Knights, after Slavkovsky scored, settled things down and settled down in a hurry. And I like to see that because it just didn't feel like, even though Montreal was finding the back of the net, I, I didn't think they were going to make this a one-goal game. I didn't think they were going to push it to the extreme and, and find a way to take that win against, away from the Golden Knights. There, there's a handful of teams. Montreal, Ottawa, New Jersey, they're in this boat. They can be relevant, but they're not quite there yet. Uh, and the Buffalo Sabres, where they're they're building, and they're they're having some fun right now. Even though they're not expected to participate in the Stanley Cup playoffs, they're still having some enjoyment in the game, and they can score goals. They're young, and they're fun. Uh, if they will not quit, other teams, I'll say Toronto, they're not going to fold it up. But you get up 5-1, 5-2 on them, it's going to be an easier night because those guys have been around the block a time or two, and they know that they play on Thursday against Washington, and they got to be better in, in that game. Uh, so there's, there's four or five teams they got to be wary of. They're, they're not going to pick. It just happens that three of them are on this road trip, and two of them made a pushback after, and not to, not to lose sight of this, after you got up by a bunch of goals, which is on the right side yep. of it. So you you don't buy the New Jersey Devils right now? No, no. I, I'm impressed by them. I'm I'm happy for them. Yeah. Uh, they're they're healthy, but you got to show me it a little bit longer. Like they're they're a first place team in the Metropolitan Division. And it's great, and they just uh, mm-hmm. they they're a wagon through Western Canada, uh, in Washington. Yeah, uh, sorry, Vancouver, s- Edmonton, and and Calgary. That that was unbelievable what they did on those three road mm-hmm. games, and they got mm-hmm. the the big streak going. But but but. Show me a little bit more, and and I'll be I'll start to become a believer. Yeah, I I it, I think it's just because I want the Devils to be good that I'm, yeah, I'm a little fine, bit though. more willing to buy into it. You know, like six game win streak, you're nine one and zero in your last ten games, and they're they're winning despite not getting phenomenal goaltending like that. That's something to keep your eye on. But um, yeah, I I think. If the New Jersey Devils are good, that that's new blood in the Metropolitan Division. I think it makes things a little bit interesting. It, it kind of goes with all young teams where you're not going to have yeah. outstanding goaltending every night because you're under pr- immense pressure every single night. But yeah. uh, the Ottawa Senators, without spectacular goaltending, are still an exciting team. They don't quit. Montreal Canadiens got a great goaltending performance the other night under Jake Allen. He eventually wear him down. Where you can't continue yeah, it. Uh, yeah. Will the New Jersey Devils fall into that same grouping of Vanacek and Blackwood, where they're good, but can they be consistent throughout throughout a whole year? Uh, right now, there's probably another year for them to to go, uh, but they're they're a team that's outscoring mistakes, and that that's what every one of those clubs, including Buffalo, what they do, mm-hmm. they outscore their mistakes. Are they going to be there at the end? Probably not. But if you get up on them, they they're not caring about keeping it five one and stopping you from making it six one. They want to make it five three, 
and or five four, mm-hmm. and that's what we've witnessed the last couple of nights. The, the great part is, it was closer. You still, you still walked out of there with four points out of four in Ottawa and Montreal. Yeah, we got to yeah. take a break. Uh, yeah, and I mean again, that that's what you're looking for if you're the Golden Knights. You're going to have games like you had against Ottawa and Montreal, but as long as you're pulling those two points out each night, you're going to take that all day long. Chapman, uh, talk to Shaylin and Peter off the air. Make sure that uh, they know that I apologize firsthand uh, for, uh, they're, for they're not fired getting up. Them. I, fired I, I know. Up, yeah. I, I, it's my fault that we didn't get to them. Uh, when we continue, our game rating Easily. from the Montreal contest, uh, that win, uh, we'll hear from Bruce Cassidy uh, on the practice day ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs game. And one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. A lot to get to in the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Got a game rating coming up. Big win over Montreal on a Saturday night. One of the coolest things to hear is when the Canadians club grabs the puck in their own zone and that whole rink starts buzzing and cheering. <laughs> it, 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 it only happens there, and yeah. it it gives me goosebumps. Elliot and I were looking at each other watching the game from Studio 31, just like, that is the coolest sound. Uh, and I've been lucky enough to be uh, in the building watching some playoff games and uh, some Saturday night Leaf Canadian games, which are awesome. Uh, and it's just a, it's a different feel. And when that crowd starts... Uh, cranking it up with anticipation of something happening, even though the puck is 145 feet away from the other net and there's five defenders in between <laughs> the puck carrier and the goalie, it's still cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remarked on that actually uh, during the game on, on Saturday. I just I think it's the funniest thing and, and, and one of the coolest things too when the Montreal Canadiens fans are as excited for a breakout as they are for a goal being scored. And, yeah. and you can sense that energy building up in them. Uh, but it, it's next level. It's, it's unlike anything I've, I've, you know, I've heard. And hopefully one day I'll be able to be there in person to see it and, and, and feel it in, in person because it, it's, it's something else. Your division leaders right now in the National Hockey League, Vegas, Dallas, Boston, and New Jersey. I think people around the league will look at that and say, that's a four for four surprise. We knew Vegas was going to be more competitive because they were going to be healthier. That part is is plainly explained. Except those around the league just look at missing the playoffs last year and they say, oh, th- what, what happened? How'd they do it already? New Jersey, I don't think it's maintainable. Boston, we'll see what happens uh, there. Dallas, that's a different division. That's a division in transition where there's seven teams that can make the playoffs out of the eight in that division. (laughs) And I don't think anybody's going to run away and hide in, in that thing. Okay, I disagree with you. There are six teams in that division that can make the playoffs. The Chicago Blackhawks are not making the playoffs. The Arizona Coyotes are not making the playoffs. I, I'm I'm going to push back on saying that there's seven. There are only six. Until I see them vanish, don't I'm not do writing that. Chicago don't off. Do that. No, I'm not. You know why? Oh, because because that. they're having fun, 
and and they're enjoying themselves. It, it the odds are against them for sure. They're against them. Would would you put money on them? No, unless you were would expecting you bet a big me pay, anything payback. I can't would bet you on bet hockey. Bet me anything. No, no. I, okay. Would would you make a friendly wager with me that the Chicago that you believe the Chicago Blackhawks are going to make the playoffs? Well, I need odds beyond belief, but <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I love so, what they've so, done. I I do, and and they've constructed it, and no, it's it'd be it'd be very very surprising. But did you see St. Louis getting off to the start? Nashville, we don't know what they are. Uh, Minnesota has been <laughs> mediocre. Uh, along yeah. that that road, but but Vegas, Vegas is right where we expected them to be last year. It's just a year late, and they're healthy. The rest of it, though, Seattle, L.A., Edmonton, those are your top four in the Pacific. Yeah, what's happened yeah. to Calgary? What's happened to Vancouver? Well. I mean, the Vancouver Canucks, what, what happened to them is that they couldn't win a game for their first eight, eight, eight in a row to start the year. The Calgary Flames are interesting in that you, you brought this up early on in the year, or maybe even prior to the season starting, where you, you look at the players, right, that left the Calgary Flames and the players that were brought in. And, you know, not one-to-one comparisons, but certainly really, really good players replacing really, really good players on their way out. It's always going to take time. And, you know, where the Golden Knights have, have really kind of dialed things in and adopted uh, to, to the differences and the changes within what they need to do to play uh, it, within Bruce Cassidy's system versus, you know, it, inserting Jonathan Huberdeau into what Daryl Sutter wants him to do, finding the combinations that work for Nazem Kadri, finding everything that, that kind of fits into, into a mold when you're integrating new players. I think that the Calgary Flames started off really, really well, and they've had some bumps in the road recently. I still believe they're going to be a very good team by the end of the year. They just have to grow into it like we were expecting the Golden Knights would have to, and yet here we are with Vegas at 11-2 and in 13 games. Chapman. If there's something to, to nitpick and worry about with Calgary, it's the fact that nine of their 10 games have been at home, and they're off to this slow start. Four yeah. straight losses. They're going to have to head out on the road, so they're going to have to find ways to win. I hated that schedule when I saw it. It's it's weird that, with how, with that many home games they? at the at the start. I hated that schedule. Chapman, I swear, I would have never known that. I cannot believe they've only played one game yeah. on the road yeah. this year, and they That's are amazing. one and zero. They yeah. are one and zero in that that one game. But, Undefeated, yeah, but and unchallenged. <laughs> yeah. So we looked at the top of the divisions. How about this? I'm going to give you the bottom two teams in each division. I want you to yep. tell me if they're both out, done, cooked, or whether <laughs> both can come back and save their season or it's a split. Let's start with the Metropolitan. Pittsburgh and Columbus, okay. seven and eight in that division. So I think the Columbus Blue Jackets are cooked. Um, I have been told many times by oh my co-host to not bet against Sidney Crosby. So I think the Penguins can save it, but they've got to turn it around here really quick. Only two games under modern-day 500. I'm going to give them a chance. In the Atlantic, Montreal and Ottawa. Two teams that we marvel over. Look at the rebuild. They've got such skill. Montreal and Ottawa, 7th and 8th in the Atlantic. Cooked or not? 
Okay, um, I feel like this is a personal attack on me, so I'm going to say the Montreal Canadiens are cooked and the Ottawa Senators still have a fighting chance. It's a bonfire. They're both cooked. <laughs> Western Conference. Cam, Cam Talbot's back. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. It's all fine. It's funny. Uh, you, you talk about Martin Jones or John Gibson. Like If either one of those guys ever starts against Vegas again, that means that team only has one goaltender. They don't have a choice but to start them. Cam Talbot's the exact opposite. Hey, that guy's really yep. good against Vegas. Uh, in the Central Division, yep. Arizona and St. Louis, bottom two teams, single digits in points. Done or salvageable? I think they're both cooked. Well, Arizona was cooked before the start of the season. Well, fourteen sure. game yeah, road trip. More Do you know how much luggage you'd have to take on a fourteen game road trip? <laughs> now they'll they'll be home at times during this fourteen game road trip, unpack yeah. and practice, and then go back out on the road. But seriously, we're talking like guys around the trade deadline will go on on the road. Say you have a three or four game road trip that overlaps the NHL trade deadline. Guys will take. Mm-hmm. Four suitcases on that road trip. Three, four suitcases because they think if I get dealt, I may not get home again for a while. I got to have my stuff. This is a trade deadline type road trip for the Arizona Coyotes. 14 games. They're not even last place in their division. I think St. Louis still has a chance because uh, there's so much up in the air in that division. I don't trust anybody beyond Colorado in that division. Right now, uh, in the Pacific, you don't, you don't you don't trust Dallas. I don't trust anybody. Dallas, give, give them good, good, guys. good props. Scott Wedgwood done a good good job going in there. Jake Ottinger out. He's yeah. won his last three. That's that's been really good. That's been impressive. Uh, I feel bad for Pete DeBoer. Like <laughs> another goaltending or injury. <laughs> best. Like wow. Uh, but but uh, they're coming out of it on the right side. I, I get. I don't. No offense. I don't trust anybody in that division beyond Colorado. In the Pacific, yeah, Anaheim and San Jose. <laughs> duck, duck, goose cooked, or we can turn this around. Uh, yeah, no, the, it, I believe the phrase you said with Arizona is they were cooked before the season started. Yeah, it's the same with Anaheim and San Jose. They're going to be bad. They're going to be at the bottom of this division. It's it, they're 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 done. They're cooked. Anaheim, I expected a lot more from. I did. From a competitive standpoint, I thought they'd be better. Yeah. San Jose, yeah. in all honesty, has actually played better than I I gave them credit for. Three wins <laughs> in the first 14. <laughs> they have points in six of their 14 games. That's not yeah. terrible yeah. for a team that's in a complete <laughs> rebuild, like tearing it mm. down. It's not. They've lost the last three in extra time. You got to bounce here or there. Like that, that's not awful. Anaheim, to have the same number of points, uh, and Vancouver, the same number of points as San Jose, that's really disappointing. But uh, I'm with you. The, the competition, when you're starting trying to beat out Edmonton and Calgary and Los Angeles, which hasn't hit a stride yet, you ought to overcome them and throw in a good start from Seattle. Yeah, you're, you're in a big, big world of hurt right now if you're Anaheim. Yeah, it's it's not happening for them, and 
I'm with you in that I thought they'd be better, at least more competitive, similar to what we saw out of them earlier earlier last season where they were you know, among the tops in the division and kind of pushing things early on in the year. Um, but you know, maybe maybe they put things together late, but it, it's not the worst thing in the world to be bad this season. It, it really isn't. Improve your odds for Connor Bedard. Do that. Just understand you're not there yet if you're the Anaheim Ducks or the San Jose Sharks or the Vancouver Canucks because I don't think Vancouver's there either. So we went through the bottom think, two from each division. That's eight yeah, teams. Yeah. You and I differ on a couple, but the total yeah. is the same. We think six of eight are done inside yeah. that uh, that list. Yeah. And, and I mean, if I'm being realistic with myself, I think it's more like seven of eight. I, I, I don't know how much I truly believe in the Ottawa Senators. Maybe they can change my mind or, or make me look good. But, yeah, I, I think that we, we've got a pretty clear indication of the teams that are, are in the bottom. Um, there's there's a tough, tough hill to climb forward for them. And, and in a lot of these divisions, especially the Pacific Division, I, I just don't see an avenue for them. I, Before we I just go, don't. Ottawa has to climb over Montreal. Can they do it? Over Montreal, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Buffalo. Buffalo always fades, so yeah. Six points back of Buffalo, so but you say yeah. Florida. Yeah. Seven points back. <laughs> no, probably not. All right. Tampa Bay, seven points back. Definitely definitely not. Toronto, eight points back. <sighs> it depends on what kind of what, what version of the Toronto Maple Leaf show. No, up no, no, no. Can they basis, overtake but, uh, uh, make up an eight point deficit? To to pass the Toronto um, Maple Leafs. Well, no chance. Does no, Toronto have a goalie? No, no chance. Doesn't matter. The guys, the other guys, winning anyway. Detroit, they're eight points back. Can <laughs> it's they pass? Matter De- at some point. Can they? Can they pass Detroit? Eight points back. Uh, I, I I gotta feel like Detroit comes back down to earth, but I don't think they're gonna pass Detroit either. Boston. No, no, not a chance. Twelve point. Okay, not so they're, they're not making. They're, they're not getting in. They're cooked. I, I know. I, just, I, just I know. I know. I just didn't. I didn't want to admit it to myself, Darren. There's, there's a. That's okay. We're gonna take a break. Not ready. Go, go down the hall in your house. Go to the bathroom. Close the door. Yeah. Turn on the light mm-hmm. and look in the mirror and start being honest with yourself. The VGK Insider Show will continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. There isn't a thing that boosts your confidence more as an announcer. When you're sitting in the room and the technical producer with silence on the air looks at me and says, uh, what's happening? Yeah, why? I don't know why that happened. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't mentioning anything specific here. No, no I was just I, talking big picture, like as an announcer and the technical producer. You you brought it to us. Yes, I I I think maybe the EOM, which is a oh yeah, the old EOM was was a little too long on that sports update. So uh, yeah, yeah, you know you know what? you gotta be able to trust your EOMs. <laughs> it's it's key. <laughs> We we looked at the teams at the bottom of the division that have no chance. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of teams at the top where I'm wondering, do you trust this? I'm looking at you, Jersey. I'm looking at you, Philly. <laughs> Detroit, we're eye to eye right here. I don't know about Chicago. I hope they can. 
I really am rooting for them. And Seattle, boy, they like if this was a year ago, imagine mm-hmm. the chaos around that team, the excitement around that team. There's a year late. But but the second year team, yeah. You have two clubs, one in year six, one in year two, leading the Pacific Division. Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing? Yeah. I love it. Yes. But I guarantee you, yeah, Edmonton and Calgary are 100%. ticked off right now. What are we doing wrong? They're better saying? teams then. That's very matter of I fact. Mean, Build better teams, then. That's all I got. And and I don't like. I don't buy the Seattle Kraken as as a playoff team. Oh, did you region. ever prop them Edmonton up and, and then give them a suplex down on the mat? That's what you just did. Well, they I was felt more all good, about, and then you just I was hammered more talking them. About Vegas. You just hammered Seattle. I was more talking about Vegas. When I said build a better team, I was more talking about Vegas than I was Seattle. I I, I think Seattle's playing well. But I don't think that they're like the best constructed team in the Pacific Division by any stretch. I'm just saying when you're the Edmonton Oilers uh, and you're you're looking at your team up and down, and you know you've got Connor McDavid and you know you've got Leon Drysital, but there have been questions forever about your goaltending, and there are still questions even this season about your goaltending. Well, uh, didn't you like their goaltending coming then. into this year? You you didn't like Jack I mean, Campbell. I I thought it was going to be exactly they I did too. Going to be fine, but Jack they Campbell's did too. Been bad. They, they, you're, you're, I, yes, you can't you but, can't criticize them when you would have done the same thing when yes, you thought they were fine yes, going into the season and and the the guy just hasn't performed. I thought they were okay. I I, I feel like I feel like this is a team that should have gone out and and, and made a big splash with a goaltender with who like. I, oh, now I, we're now I'm going to get into trouble. The technical producer is yelling at me because I sold him out on the air, uh, even though he technically sold himself out yeah. on the air, and now he's getting mad at me because yeah, I'm yeah. over time. So we'll we'll carry this over to we'll hour to number two. On time. It's the VGK Insider Show. Hour two coming up. News and notes as we go with one timers. Uh, stuff happening around the National Hockey League and our game rating and uh, sound from Bruce Cassidy. It's all on the other side on Fox Sports Las Vegas.